it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome back to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Sletsky, and today we are continuing the conversation about creating your first online course. This topic is probably the one that I get into most often with my clients just as we are getting beyond the idea of creating content. They know their vision is going to become a reality, and this is the first question that we get into afterwards. Today, we are discussing what is needed to effectively administer and deliver your online course. Really, honestly, the easiest part of an online course is the content. You know your stuff. You are already an expert. So creating the content is generally the easiest part. It's really everything else that goes into the course that feels daunting and intimidating and stops you in your tracks. And that's because it's new and different. And frankly, most online course creators don't have a strategist or a mentor or an advisor to help them get from idea to active selling. And that's really, truly what we're going to break down in this episode. And I'm going to split it into two parts. The first part is focusing on your delivery and how we can make that as smooth as possible. And the second part is focusing on the actual administrative tasks associated with having an online course. So first up, delivery. There are dozens of different tools that are designed to fulfill the delivery aspect of an online course. And truly the exact set of tools you are going to work with is going to look different than what someone else who is listening to this podcast right now is going to choose for their tech stack. There really is not one right set of tools. It's more important to know what kind of content we need to deliver. And when we get to the second half of this episode, we'll focus a little bit more on the tools. Not a whole lot, because as I say, we can make almost any set of tools work. Course delivery consists of the content, obviously, that is your curriculum delivery. It also includes encouragement delivery, feedback delivery, and over delivery. If you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know how much I love to over deliver. But I really should talk about the other facets of delivery first. So content delivery. This is where your actual course material is presented to your students. Course content is best delivered in a methodical, organized, and logical manner. The first thing I have most of my clients do is to put their course outline into whatever course delivery platform we have chosen. This might be a WordPress site with a learning management system plugin. It might be an all-in-one platform that provides course delivery as a facet of their business, or it could be on a dedicated course delivery platform. Once you have your outline in place, it's time to look at that outline and figure out how you'd like to guide and support your students through that outline. Are you going to give them the ability to jump around the material, or are you going to require them to finish everything in order? 
Or maybe you'll have sections of content that they can do in whatever order makes sense to them, and then they can move on by passing a quiz or completing a survey. I like to have a good idea of how people are going to progress through the outline so that I can, as your strategist, identify where I might want you to send encouragement emails or to offer a feedback on the progress or otherwise. Once we know the style and the cadence of the course and the material, it's a whole lot easier to understand how we're going to deliver and offer encouragement and request feedback and over-deliver. When we put ourselves into the shoes of our students without getting sucked into the content itself, it's so much easier to create our administration plan. We can always add more administration as the course gets closer to launch. The key here is to identify the material they need to succeed and take action. Course delivery also includes complementary or tangential delivery mechanisms. What are we going to be providing via email? Is content being presented in multiple formats like audio and video and downloadables and text? Are we going to have our videos downloadable or are they going to be streaming only? And are there any other platforms that we're going to use within the course delivery? That last one is really asking if you're going to do Zoom calls or Facebook Lives inside your group for your students to host Q&A sessions or office hours or to present a new topic. This is all part of the delivery. It's part of setting the expectations for your students and it's all about the administration of the course. If you don't have the framework set up for delivery, how do you go about setting expectations? We don't have to know how our students are going to progress through the course. We need to know how we are going to help them progress through the course. You know what? I would love to do a deep dive Q&A type episode on course delivery. So what questions do you have? Send them over to me on Instagram. I'm Jamie Slutsky over on Instagram. That's at J-A-I-M-E-S-L-U-T-Z-K-Y. Um, I just changed my handle. I used to be tech of business, but I just changed it to my name so that we could have real conversations instead of it being you talking to a business. So yeah, you can send over via Instagram at Jamie Slutsky or via email to jamie at techofbusiness.com. And if you would like to include your voice on air in that deep dive Q&A type episode, then send over an audio file and I would be happy to play your clip and answer your question. Let's take a couple minutes right now to discuss what feedback, encouragement, and over-delivery is and why the heck I'm so passionate about these. I was speaking with my friend Dana a couple months ago. She takes a lot of art classes down in LA and loves the idea of potentially learning from teachers in other parts of the country. But her biggest hesitation of not being in studio with her teacher is how to get the hands-on and one-on-one -on -one feedback about her work in progress. And that's really where I started to dig deep into how to do effective feedback within an online course. I have come up with several mechanisms. The first is an online community or forum where feedback can be provided by peers, mentors, and instructors. The second is a structure for uploading work in progress within the framework of the course. 
And the third one is unstructured but readily available upload functionality for students to use on their own schedule. And of course, there's always the option of doing a combination of the three. It somewhat depends on the topic of instruction and the type of work the students are creating. My client, Ariane Cap, that I interviewed back in the fall, teaches the base in her online course. She needs her students to be able to send her audio and video files for feedback. Whereas Mr. Mo, who I also interviewed around the same time as part of the Thinkific series, helps artists become storyboard artists, and he needs to see what his students are creating. So they need to be able to upload images, pictures, graphics, that kind of thing, more so than audio or video. Video may be helpful in his case, but really what they are creating is visual in two dimensions. So that's why he needs images. And then there's the question of once the material is uploaded by your student, how are you as the instructor going to provide feedback? Again, you may provide audio feedback or video feedback or images or even just a text response. This is why we want to define the feedback delivery before the students are begging for it. When you can set expectation that they are going to get your eyeballs or your ears on their work in progress, that just adds value and credibility to your course. Encouragement delivery is equally important. We want our students to continue to make their way through our content, and it's so easy for them to get sidetracked by life and shifting priorities. Knowing the most likely points where your students are going to appreciate keep it going type messages and hey, you did it type messages. That is so valuable. You did it messages help your students see that you care and that you are watching their progress. Whereas keep it going messages might be the difference between someone putting your course on the back burner and pushing through a difficult module. How good does it feel to know well in advance what sticking points will likely arise for your students and already have a plan for helping them get through them? And those times when we plan to over-deliver, well, those are about giving bonus material that will help the students or a personal message or otherwise helping them get more out of their purchase. One or maybe two bonuses is all your student needs to convert them into lifelong clients. One thing that makes over-delivery different than feedback and encouragement delivery is that you can have a pool of potential bonuses and pull them out on a student-by-student basis. One student might get a bonus lesson or a bonus course based on the progress that they have made, whereas another student might get a discount code for a one-on-one call with you because they are getting confused by a methodology or strategy that you're presenting. Over-delivery is a unique and customizable experience. That is really the crux of the difference between the encouragement and over-delivery. I hope that you can see how delivery and timing are important facets to administering your online course. So let's get into the second part of this episode, which is on the actual administration of the students, the platform, and course progress. I know you want me to tell you what platform to use, but I'm not going to. If you are starting completely from scratch with absolutely nothing online yet, then my recommendation is that we evaluate Thinkific 
and Member Vault to determine which one of those is the best starting point for you. I have links in the show notes to the podcast mini series I did on each of those platforms last year. I generally recommend these two platforms above others because they check all the boxes for what you're going to want and need. They both are great for content delivery and integrate well with both ConvertKit and ActiveCampaign, which are my preferred email marketing platforms. We need there to be strong integration between the course content platform and the email marketing platform to be able to implement the delivery administration. And so there you go. I actually gave you four platforms to start looking at, ConvertKit and ActiveCampaign for emails and MemberVault and Thinkific for course content delivery. Another one of the reasons that I tend toward Thinkific and MemberVault is because those platforms have user password management functionality built right in. If a student has the login URL but can't remember their password, it's super straightforward for them to be able to reset their password without ever involving you. This is a major headache that we can absolutely avoid by using one of these types of platforms. You're welcome. (laughs) Active administration means taking the time each day or each week to review student progress or lack thereof, posing discussion questions in your Facebook group or other online forum, answering content and technology-related questions, finding and patching holes in the content and delivery, offering workarounds or advanced techniques. But most of the time, it's a matter of making sure that you are visible, that your students feel supported, because the people who buy and enjoy your first course are far more likely to buy your next course and recommend you to their friends and family. I personally like to have all the tools in place to make it super easy to spot whatever it is that I need to spot regarding my students' progress. While built-in tools inside your platforms work really well, I've also found that spreadsheets often work that much better because we can tweak them to whatever we need. Sometimes it's just a matter of asking the platform to output a simple CSV file, which we can then import into Google Sheets or Excel or whatever spreadsheet tool you're using. And that CSV has your student progress on it. And you can take a look at it and see what's going on. Oftentimes, I will use Zapier to pull and organize the content for me. That's a little bit of an advanced technique, but it's something that might be worth us considering depending on the size of your audience, your course goals and objectives, and so on. When you are starting to administer your course, especially if your enrollment is mostly people you already have a relationship with, it is sometimes super, super challenging to push yourself to use the tools in the way that you've developed them, you know, these systems and processes and actually looking at the data. But I encourage you, do it when your group is small, when you have those relationships, because it'll make it a far, far easier to do it when you have complete strangers buying your course and fawning all over your content. It is so worth it to put the foundations in place and use them. It is much, much easier to grow and to iterate. I seriously cannot wait to see what you do with your courses. And I'm totally open to answering any questions you have about administering your course or anything else related to getting your courses online. Send me a message over on Instagram. Again, I just changed my username from Tech of Business to Jamie Slutsky. So spelling is key. 
And fortunately for both of us, I have a link to my Instagram in the show notes. It would be amazing if you could just send me a quick DM letting me know that you saw the change and that you were listening to this podcast episode. So if you don't have any questions right now, not to worry, I still want to hear from you on Instagram. Next week, we are going to continue the conversation about courses and building off of those encouragement and feedback comments that we were making earlier about helping your students succeed. So we'll be back with that episode next week.